God bless you this morning. Glory to God in the highest. We praise God on this Sunday morning, praying that you're well. Amen. Praying that um, you're continuing to believe and trust in God. Amen. God is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures through all generations. And so we just praise God on this morning for his goodness. Amen. Uh, praying God's best for you, um, that you're continuing to walk with him by faith. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. So we praise God for a, the ability to do that. Um, God empowers us by his spirit. Glory to God. Uh, to do all that he's created us to do. Yes. And so we want to stay in intimate contact with him. Fight through all the distractions. Fight through all the obstacles. Right? It's a good fight of faith. Right? Yes. We fight through it. And as we fight through it, right, all we want to do, like the woman who had the issue of blood, right? She said, what? Well, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, right? Yes. And she pushed her way through the crowd, elbowing, you know, and, 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 and shoving people probably, amen, because she knew, I need to touch Jesus, amen? And we have to have that kind of determination in our spirit, too. I have to touch Jesus, amen. I have to touch the Lord. Yes. Because one touch from the Lord could make all the difference, amen. One touch, one word, amen. One look, amen. Yes. Uh, everything. God doesn't need a whole lot, right? Um, it can make all the difference. And so praying that you're fighting your way through the good fight of faith, amen, um, to stay in contact with God um, as we are here this morning. Praise God. Um, Praise the Lord today. Um, our word uh, that the Lord has for us is um, is going to our foundation, at least, is going to be in Matthew chapter eleven and um, verses twenty-eight through thirty. Matthew chapter eleven, verses twenty-eight through thirty, and I believe this is a word that. Every person, every person in the body of Christ needs. Amen. I believe it's a word that we all need. Amen. Even those who have yet to come into the body by making Jesus the Lord of their lives. Uh, this is a word that we all need, I believe. Amen. Especially in the times that we live in. And so we're going to look at Matthew chapter 11 together, verses 28 through 30, and we're going to follow the Lord as he speaks unto us, and believing that as he does, chains are going to be broken, amen, we're believing that as he does, that um, we're going to be made free, yes. and um, be able to just go forward, and to do, and to be all those things that God has in store for us. So let's look together at Matthew chapter 11. Verse 28 through 30, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. Glory to God. We thank you, God. 
for another day in the land of the living. We yes. thank you, God, that because we're here, it's proof positive that you are not done with us yet. And so, Father God, we're praying today that you will have your way in us, yes, through us, Father. around us, among us, O oh God. That, Father, that your perfect will will be done in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, the word that you have for us this morning, we're praying that it will come forth clearly yes. and with power. Yes. And, God, that we will receive it with a humble heart and with gladness. Father God, we thank you now. For the deposits that shall be made in us, yes, we Father. believe, O oh God, that we shall be transformed as our minds are renewed by your spirit and by your word. And so, Father, we ask you to just have your way here in the place. And, Father, we thank you, O oh God, for what you're about to do. And we give you all praise and all glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, <clears throat> we read Matthew 11, 30. And our title today is simply this, Rest for Your Soul. Rest for Your Soul. I, I said at the top that I believe that this is a, a word that we all need because I believe everybody in the body of Christ and especially those who are outside the body of, the, of Christ need rest for their souls. Amen. We need rest. We push, we push, we push. We scratch, we claw, and we push some more. We shove, we, we run, you know, we do all kinds of things just to make it through each day. Yes. And <clears throat> that's not how God created us to be, but yet that's the world we live in. And Jesus said, right, that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. But many of us, Amen. And this is not condemnation. Many of us are in the world, um, you know, uh, and, and we act as if we are of this world because we take on all the things of the world and make it our own. So the world is scratching and clawing, we scratch and claw. The world is toiling, we toil, right? The world is trying to overachieve, we're trying to overachieve, right? And we have to resist that because those types of things are not truly conducive to our contentment. Yes. And right now, I believe if you were to poll people throughout the body of Christ and ask them about their level of contentment, if people were honest, I believe many people will will say that they are discontent. Yeah. That overall, they want so many, there are more things that they want to be better than things that actually are better in their lives. Yeah. That, the, that the list of things that they need to be different. And I say that in a way because it's a perception that this need is there. But it, it goes back to the discontentment uh, but, you know, they, they, they think there are so many things that they need to be different in order to be content. But the truth is, the contentment that we all need is found in the rest for our soul. Mm -hmm. It's not in the things that we put on our list. Like, we don't need more time. 
We don't need more money necessarily. We don't need more vacation. We don't need more possessions. Because if we had all those things, if our soul was not in the right place and in the right health, then we would still be discontent. Yes. We need rest for our soul. Now let, let's start here. God, think about, God made man as a tripartite being, meaning that man has three distinct parts, spirit, soul, and body. Mm -hmm. That's what we have as men. We have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Paul wrote in verse 23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus yes. Christ. Mm -hmm. And so you see here, Paul says that his prayer was that God would sanctify or set us apart wholly, meaning fully, amen, fully set us apart. And that our whole spirit, our whole soul, and our whole body be preserved blameless into the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have these three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And our spirit is really the deepest part of us. Our spirit allows us to know God, who also is spirit. Our spirit allows us to know things that are in the spirit realm. Our body is, you know, primarily it's about our senses, right? We can see, we can smell, we can taste, uh, we, we can touch, we can hear. Mm -hmm. And so our bodies are really about the physical realm, right? This is where we feel hot and cold, right? It's in the physical realm, right? This is where we feel, you know, the pain of things, you know, maybe burning us or pricking us or whatever. It's in the physical realm. Our bodies feel that. So our bodies experience the physical realm. Our spirits uh, operate in the spirit realm, allow us to know God. Our soul is, is really, it's like the true us. Mm -hmm. Right, It's where we find who we are. Our soul is what differentiates us as persons. That's where we find our personality. It emanates from our soul. Our soul is our mind and our will and our emotions. Mm -hmm. Right, Our mind, so it includes the way we think, how we process things. Our will, so it includes our desires. It includes our affections, right? Um, and and it's, it's our mind, our will, and our emotions. And so it also includes our feelings. It includes, uh, you know, uh, the things that, you know, sort of like the way we respond mm. to things. You know, so, it, you know, our memory is mixed up in there, our affections, our convictions, our beliefs. I mean, it's who we are. That's where we find our true selves. 
It's what makes you you, right? Because we all have a body, right? Most of us have the same number of hands and fingers, right? We all have that. And we all have a spirit. We all have a soul, but it, they're different because it your soul makes you you. My soul is what makes me me. But here's the here's the very interesting thing. Of the three, the spirit is the deepest part of us and allows us to know God. The soul is our real us. It's, it's the true person that we are. And our body simply houses everything. Mm -hmm. And yet we spend far more time trying to cater to care to take care of our bodies than we do our spirit or our soul. Mm -hmm. Now, when we when we became born again, the spirit question was fixed, right? Because we were born again. We were our spirit man was renewed. So that part all taken care of, right? Our body is all taken care of too in a negative sense because Paul said there's no good thing that's in the flesh. So there's nothing. When you and I got saved, nothing happened to our bodies. Amen. Right. Our spirit man was renewed. Our bodies, nothing changed. Right. Nothing. Right? You look the same. You weigh the same. Right? <laughs> Everything is the same. Nothing changed with your body. Yeah. Right? There's no good thing in your body. And your body still wants what the body wants. Mm -hmm. So those two factors are settled. There's nothing good in the flesh. And now that your spirit has been renewed, your spirit is united with God. The question is, where's your soul? Right? Mm -hmm. Where's your soul? And, you know, when we think about it, let's start with this. We'll talk about a couple of things about our soul. One is our soul is eternal. Yes. Right? Our soul is eternal. Which, which again, when you consider that our bodies are temporary, right? Because it's these bodies that die. Okay. When you consider that our bodies are temporary, but our soul is eternal, it really shows you how backwards we have this thing when we take more care of our bodies than we do our soul. That's how backwards we're operating. See, that's how the world works. The world wants to go to the gym. The world wants to go to the barbershop. And the world wants to go to the beauty salon. I'm not saying anything's wrong with these things. But man, oh man, do we spend a whole lot of time, energy, and money caring for our bodies, don't we? Yes, indeed. And yet, how much time do we spend caring for our soul? And our soul is eternal. Do you know that man is the only creature in the Bible that God breathed into, right? He's the only creature that God breathed into. Genesis 2 and 7 said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils 
the breath of life. Yes. And the man became a living soul. So, so God breathed into man and man became a living soul. And just as God is eternal, everything about him is eternal. Yes. The breath that he breathed is eternal. And that breath uh, came into man and embodied him with a living soul, which is eternal. So our soul is eternal. The other thing to keep in mind is our soul is valuable. Our soul is valuable. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse number 26, he says, For what is man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Yes. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? See, Jesus is saying your soul is so valuable that you can gain the whole world. All the gold, all the silver, all the money, you can gain everything in the world. And he says, that's not going to do you any good yes. if you end up losing your soul. Why? Because your soul is more valuable yes. than all of those things. Amen. Glory to God. And yet we take more care of our bodies than we take care of our soul. Yes. Jesus says, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? The question is really saying there's nothing. There's nothing that you can can exchange that is of equal or superior value to your soul. So, so our soul is eternal and our soul is also very valuable. The other thing to, to think about with our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, again, our imaginations, our affections, our feelings, our memory, our convictions, our beliefs, the center of who we are as people. The other thing to think of, to, to consider about our soul is that our soul is the determining factor of our life, mm. our soul, right? The Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. And so the Bible lets us know, as our soul prospers, we prosper. Yes, amen. So our soul is the determining factor of our prosperity, of our success, of our contentment, of our achievement. Our soul, because it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's who we are. Yes. It's who we are. And so if, if, if our soul is prospering, if your soul is prospering, you're prospering. Glory to God. Amen. But but if my soul is not prospering, then I'm not going to prosper because the Bible says that we prosper as our soul, soul. prospers. Yes. You know, sometimes you hear uh, 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 if you watch sports, you know, they will say that as you know, as LeBron goes, so does the Lakers. You know what they're saying? It's like as 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 he performs. The better he performs, the better the team performs, right? As this person goes, as this person plays, so does the team. What they're saying is that person is so important that that person sets the pace and the ultimate outcome for the team. That's how it is with our soul. As our soul goes, we go. Yes. If our soul is thriving, we're thriving. If our soul is prospering, we're prospering. 
If our soul is successful, we're successful. If our soul is healthy, we're healthy. Glory to God. So our soul, breathed into us by God, is eternal. Our soul is valuable. Nothing we can exchange in this whole world is as important as and valuable or as valuable as our soul. Yes. And our soul is the determining factor in our life. As our soul goes, we go. Amen. The other thing we want to consider about our soul is that our soul, our mind, will, emotions, is the seat of what I what I'll call genuine service. Hmm. Our soul is the seat of what I will call genuine service. See, because there's service, right? Because even the Bible tells us, don't, don't give eye service, right? Paul says that in the book of Colossians, don't give eye service. What's eye service? He was talking to employees and he was saying, don't give eye service to your bosses. What's eye service? Meaning, like, you know, you surfing the internet, and then your boss walks in and he sees you or she sees you with her eyes, and now you give eye service. You start. See, that's eye service. Kids give eye service to their parents. They're just sitting there watching TV or playing video games, and the parent told them to clean up the room, and then when the parent walks by, all of a sudden they start scurrying to. That's eye service. Yes. Yes. Right? And so I want to distinguish genuine service from eye service, Amen. right? Where you just do things because someone's eyes are on you. Glory to God. Amen. Because someone's eyes are on you. No. The soul is, is, is the seat of genuine service. Yes. There's a reason why right? we're we supposed to love God with all our heart, all our soul, right? And all our strength, right? Is, is, is the seat of our genuine service. And when our soul, watch this, this is so important. When our soul is healthy and when our soul is prospering, then we tend to freely reach out and touch other people. Wow. Hmm? Again, remember, where did your soul come from? It comes from the breath of God. And God is a, is a God who looks outward, right? God so loved the world, he looked outward, that he what? Gave his only begotten son. God looks outward. And when our soul, which is breathed into us by God, mm -hmm. is healthy, then our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions looks outward. It looks to see who it can help. Yeah. It looks to see who it could touch. It looks to see who it can encourage and, and, and assist. It looks outward, right? When our soul is healthy. When our soul is not healthy, and this is a sign when, when, when you can, you know, it, it, this, some of these things could be signs that your soul needs the rest mm -hmm. that Jesus wants to give. When, when, when our souls are not healthy, then instead of looking outward like they were created to do by the God who breathed it into us, we begin to look inward. What about me? Nobody's helping me. Nobody's talking to me. 
We're right. We want somebody. We want to be encouraged. We want to be strengthened. We want, we want, we want. And that's a sign that your soul is not healthy. Because when your soul is healthy, is you're looking out, who, who can I help today? Mm. Who can I do something for today? That's a sign of a healthy soul. So that's why I say that the soul is the seat of genuine service. Yeah. See, you can't manufacture that kind of service, right? Because see, if you really aren't into helping like that, oh, you'll burn out real fast, right? Okay. Because it's not genuine. But, but see, when, when, when it's coming from your soul, which is eternal, there's no burnout. I mean, you know, eternal things don't burn out. And so there's no burning out of that kind of genuine service that emanates from your soul. Yes, Jesus. Amen. It's our soul that allows us to honor the two greatest commandments. Love God and love people. Amen. Because Jesus said, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. I mean, you got to do some stuff. Amen. It's not professions of love. It's doing some stuff. And when you love people, you're doing unto them as you will have them do unto you. Yes. Amen. Yes. See, so it's our soul that allows us to keep those two greatest commandments because it's the seat of genuine service. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why people say things like, she has such a generous soul. They never say she has a generous, you know, you know, whatever, right? It's the soul, right? It's the soul. She has such a generous soul, right? He has such a generous soul. He, you know, a kind soul. People are described as being kind souls. Yes. yes. They have beautiful souls, right? Right, because the center of them, there's something that just emanates from them, that's genuine, that says, what can I do for you? It's something that, gen that comes from them that says, can I help? Mm -hmm. There's something that comes from them that goes outward and looks yes. to conduct themselves like the God who breathed the soul into them in the first place. So our soul is eternal. Our soul is valuable. Our soul is the determining factor in our lives, lives, and, and our soul is a genuine, is, is the seat of our genuine service. And here's the other thing. And this let's get to the heart of the matter. And our soul is of great concern to Jesus. And if our soul is of great concern to Jesus, it should be of great concern to us. Yeah. We need a healthy soul, right? Again, it's eternal, it's valuable, it determines our success in life, it's a determining factor in our life, yeah. and, it, and it determines whether we can genuinely serve God and serve other people. It's so valuable. And yet, you know, I, I, I know I never made, I don't make New Year's resolutions, but people who make New Year's resolutions, I've never heard somebody, I've heard plenty of people say I'm losing weight this year. <laughs> I've heard plenty of people talk about how many books they're going to read this year. Mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? I've heard plenty of people talk about how they're going to change their diet and take fried food out of their life or something like that. Stop eating sweets. I've heard plenty of people talk about that, but those are all like physical things. I've heard plenty of people talk about that. 
Yes. And, and right now, I'm sure there's some people who are really dedicated to the physical. I'm not saying something's wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, the soul is so much more important. And yet, when's the last time you heard someone say, I got to take care of my soul? Jesus, no. <laughs> when's the last time that you heard someone say, I, I need to, I need to, my soul needs to be healthy. We act as if we don't even understand that we have a soul. Wow. And yet it's eternal. And yet it's valuable, and yet it's the determining factor in our lives, and yet it's the very thing that allows us to provide genuine service to our God and to people. And we don't tend to the health of our soul. Right. And Jesus knew that. And that's why he said, Come unto me, all ye who are out there scurrying and working hard, and striving and toiling and carrying heavy burdens. Yes, Jesus. And, and, and walking around with loads on your shoulders and on your mind. All of you who are trying to make ends meet, right? Who are just trying to keep pace mm. with life. Come unto me, all of you, and do what? He says, and I will give you rest. Yes. Then he says, and take my yoke and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and what? And ye shall find rest for what? Your body? No. Yes, See, we're out there scurrying and hustling, and yet yeah, our bodies are tired, but Jesus is not concerned about our bodies being tired because he knows that's not the most important thing. Right. It's not most so he does listen, I know you're working and you're scurrying and you're physically tired, but I'm not I'm not talking to you about you getting physical rest. He says, rest for your soul. Wow. You would think that if you're if you are laboring and you are heavy laden, right? If you are laboring and you are overburdened and all the rest of it, that you come on, sit down, sit down, man. You know, take take a load off your feet, right? That's what we would say to somebody: take a load off your feet, take a nap, get some rest, take the day off. Jesus is not concerned about that. Wow. He said, "I'll give you rest, but the rest I want to give you is not for your feet. It's not for your body. It's for your soul. It's for your soul. Why? Because that." Is so important. Amen. Amen. It's, it's, that's, that's, that's what's so important. We need rest for our soul. And so Jesus says, come unto me. And I, I promise you rest for your mind. Glory to God. How many people need rest in their minds? Huh? Yes. I, 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 I'll give you rest for, for your will, your desires. I'll give you some rest. I'll give you rest for your emotions. Oh, yes. glory to God. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. That's what Jesus is talking about. I'll give you rest for your mind. Your imagination is running wild. Your imagination, your mind is running wild. Your, your, your feelings are running wild. Your, your, your emotions are up and down. They're hot and cold. They're this way, that way. Your desires are, are unchecked. Mm. Think about Think about a soul that's not regulated by the God who gave you your soul. Think about an unregulated soul. That means your mind runs in all kinds of directions, unchecked. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
That means your imaginations just run wild. You imagine people are talking about you and no one's even thinking about you. But yet you, they're out to get me. Imaginations running wild, right? I'm going to lose, I'm going to fail. Imaginations running wild. Imagine a, 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 a will that's unchecked, desires, Right? You now, you, you, you can't stop eating the chicken even though the, your doctor told you, you, you know, you got some issues with your blood pressure. But you can't stay away from the chicken or from the cake. Or, or you can't stay away from the mall even though your, your bills are piling up, but you're still spending money. Jesus. Some people, amen, they're gambling on sports, especially now since it's so easy to gamble. And they're gambling even though, right, their mortgage is overdue and Jesus. their kids are in trouble and their marriage is in trouble, but they can't control it, right? Right? They can't. They, they just need to drink. They just need to smoke. Can't control it. The desire is out of control. Mm. And then if your emotions are out of control, oh my goodness, anger flying off the handle, mad, depressed, annoyed, frustrated, right? And no control over it. All of that is a sign of a sick soul. And Jesus said, you come to me, I'll give you rest for your soul. I'll regulate your soul. I'll even things out. Glory to God. Amen. Your mind won't be racing all over the place. You'll have an evenness in your mind. You'll have an evenness in your desires. You'll have an evenness in your emotions. Not running wild, spiking and then falling, spiking and crashing and all. No, it'll be an evenness. Come to me, yes. Jesus says. And I'll give you a rest for your soul. Psalm 62 and 1 says, truly, my soul finds rest in God. Yes. Truly, my soul yes. finds rest in God. This is so important, what, what, what the Lord wants to tell us right here. Because the answer for our uh, troubled soul is God mm. and God alone. Amen. An answer for a troubled soul is Jesus and Jesus alone. Amen. And that's why the psalmist says, truly, my soul finds rest in God. Yeah. It's not going to find rest in going on an extended vacation. Your soul's not going to find rest in that. See, and that's what the world tries to tell us, that we do these temporary things. But your soul is eternal. A temporary thing can't satisfy the eternal. Jesus. Your soul is eternal. So any temporary thing... A high-paying job, that's temporary. A new house, that's temporary. Vacation, money, all these things are temporary and they can't, they can't satisfy mm. a soul that's eternal. So our soul can only find rest in God. It can only find rest in Jesus because our God is the eternal God. Eternal Father, amen? So we have to go to God who gave us our soul in the first place in order to get our soul regulated. He's the only one that got the tools yes. that can tighten it up. He's the only one that knows how to calibrate <laughs> our soul, amen? Amen, there's nothing else. Yes. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. David even note, noted that it's, it's, it's the great shepherd in Psalm 23 and 3 
who restores your soul, right? Yes. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Nobody else. Amen? Amen. Nobody else can restore your soul. Your husband can't restore your soul. Your wife can't restore your soul. Your best friend can't restore your soul. Right? Uh, Beyonce's music can't restore your soul. None of that stuff can restore your soul. Amen? It's the Lord who restores your soul. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. It's your soul that the Lord looks to protect. The psalmist says in Psalm 121 and 7, he said, the Lord shall shall preserve us from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. soul. Right? The Lord, the Lord gives us rest for our souls. The Lord restores our souls. The Lord preserves our soul. No one else can do that. Amen. So, so if we need rest for our mind, if you need rest for your mind today, for your emotions today, how many people need some rest for their emotions? Yes, how many man. people need some rest for your mind? Can't even sleep at night. Your mind is going so crazy. Worrying about the bills, worrying about your kids, worrying about the safety of the world. I mean, things concerning you, things that are troubling your soul. Jesus says, come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll restore your soul. I'll preserve your soul. Glory to God. Amen. I'll I'll be the one who will satisfy your soul. Come to me, Jesus says, and I will give you rest. Now, I want to turn real quickly to Psalm 42. Psalm 42. There's a few verses there that I just want to be able to read into your hearing and for you to get your eyes on them as well. So let's go together to Psalm 42, verse 1. It says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? See, our soul, which was breathed into us by God, Mm -hmm. innately desires, needs, and wants the God from who it came. Yes, indeed. Amen. Amen. That's what it wants. That's what it needs. That's why it doesn't need a vacation. Your soul didn't come from a vacation. Amen. Your soul, that's why your soul, you don't need, your soul is not going to be satisfied with money. Your soul didn't come from money. Your soul came from God. So your soul, if it's going to be content, has to go back to the source from which it came. It has to be connected to God. Amen. Let's go down to, uh, stay here and go down to verse 5. Look what the psalmist says. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Anybody ever ask themselves that? You might not have used these words. But you ever wonder sometimes why you just felt down? Yes. You ever wonder sometimes why you just felt uh, uneasiness and disquietness in, in your, within yourself? Mm-hmm. Something was going on in your soul. 
And the psalmist says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Watch this. Hope thou in God. See, it goes back to God. Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of my countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Watch this. Therefore will I remember thee. Yes. See, the answer for a soul that's out of joint is God. <laughs> Amen. It's not a drink. <laughs> Amen. It's not 18 holes on the golf course. It's not going and, and, and getting a spa day and all that stuff. That stuff is for your body. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That golf course swinging, that's all physical, right? Oh, those other things are physical. That's not for your soul. Yeah. <laughs> when your soul needs a rest, that comes only from God. And now let's just finish up here and go down to verse 11. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Jesus. So look to God, hope in God, remember God, amen. amen. This is what is the answer for your soul. God breathed our soul into us. Amen. He's the one. It's eternal. It's valuable. It determines our success in life. It's, it's the seat from where our sense of genuine service comes from. Mm. And Jesus is concerned about it. We should be concerned about it too. And from this day forward, that's exactly what we're going to be. Amen. Amen. From this day forward, that's exactly what we're going to be. We're going to stop ignoring our soul. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right? Our spirit, God got that. Our flesh, ain't no hope for it. <laughs> Amen? But it's our soul. Right? And that's it. That's, that's, we got to find rest. And Jesus says, your mind, your will, and emotions, they're running rampant. Come to me. Come yeah. to me. Because yeah. here and only here will you find rest. For your soul here and only Amen. here will you find rest for your mind that's going in all kinds of directions Amen. here and only here your emotions here and only here the rest is here this is where you find the rest mm. for your desires you can get them in check amen amen god says i want to grant you the desires of your heart but your heart your desires are too wayward <laughs> we got to get them under control come 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 here i'll give you rest and now you'll have the desires that are in line with the heart of your God. And, he'll, and now he'll grant you the desires of your heart. Yes. He doesn't grant wayward desires. Amen. Boy, oh boy, I want, I want that guy's job. God ain't giving you that. That's a wayward desire. Amen. Amen. That's right. But when your desires are regulated by the God who breathed your soul into you in the first place. Think about it this way. Because see, some, some, some people believe that they can read some self-help books, right, for their, for their soul. Mm -hmm. Remember that thing, chicken soup for the soul? Yeah. Ain't no chicken soup for no soul, man. <laughs> <laughs> you see what the world tries to sell us? Chicken soup for the soul. Are you kidding me? 
this who can't do nothing for your soul? Amen. You need Jesus. Jesus said, come to me. And I'm telling you, he ain't giving you no chicken soup. Amen. But some people believe they can get chicken soup for the soul. They can read a self-help book. Yes. Some people believe that they can go to a psychiatrist for the things that are troubling their mind. But some people believe they can talk to their sister friend or their homeboy or their best friend and they can get some. And listen, there may be some value there. Maybe. But it's not going to bring out the best in you and it's not going to satisfy your soul. Mm -hmm. Think about a man, master craftsman, and he takes the most expensive wood on the earth and he crafts and carves as only he can with his hands a beautiful table made out of this expensive wood. And now you have this expensive table. Beautiful, beautiful wood, beautiful craftsmanship. And because it's in your house and life is what it is, your table gets dusty. Mm -hmm. And you want to take care of it. Bring back the luster and the shine that originally was there. One of the things I found out in this life is that there are things that are produced and shared and sold to the masses. And then there are things that are sold to other folk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the things that are sold to the masses generally are cheaper in price and cheaper in quality mm -hmm. than things that are sold to other folk. So for example, you have this table, <laughs> beautiful, mm -hmm. made by a master craftsman, most expensive wood in the world, and now it's dusty. You can go to the supermarket, Walmart, BJ's, Costco, and get some end dust. And you can spray your end dust on the table and it's going to probably make it look okay. Mm -hmm. But if the, the master craftsman who made this table and made this wood and knows everything about the wood and the quality of the wood and the grains and he knows what can bring out the natural beauty and luster Jesus. if he made some special oil for that table Jesus. Your end dust is not going to bring out the natural beauty of that table like the master's oil. Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. It's not going to bring out the beauty, the luster that, that it had when it was made. Yes. Amen. But the end dust makes it look better than it was when it was all dusty. Oh, but it doesn't restore it to its original beauty. Jesus. Jesus. Only the master's oil can do that. Glory to God. Amen. And that's the difference. See, see, see. And so it's not about going to, to, to try to find something for your soul which originated from the master. 
and then say, I'm going to buy a book. That's like going to buy the end-ups for your table. Wow. See, you're going to go buy the book, some self-help book. No, you need to get this book. <laughs> right? You need to get this book. It's not about going talking to your sister friend or to, to your homeboy or to your best friend. It's about talking to your friend who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus. That is what's going to satisfy your soul. So I'm not trying to put down your best friend and your sister friend and your homeboy. And I'm not trying to put down self-help books. But what I'm trying to tell you, they are inferior. Yes. And the master and the master alone has the oil. Glory to God. The master and the master alone has the book. And Jesus and Jesus alone is the only friend who can speak to your soul. Amen. Amen. And so, and so when it comes to finding rest for our soul, don't buy, don't fall for the okie doke. None of this stuff out here can do it for you. I need to just watch Netflix all day because, man, my mind is running crazy. Go ahead and watch Netflix all day. When you're finished, your mind's still going to be running crazy, man. Only Jesus can regulate your mind because your yes. mind is a part of your soul. Yes. So the things that are troubling us, the things that are worrying us, the things that are frustrating us and annoying us, the things that have us afraid, the things that have us depressed, the things that have us cast down. See, that's what the psalmist said, why am I cast down? See, the things that just weigh on us, Jesus says, come to me, come to me. Mm -hmm. I'll give you rest. Come to me. I'll restore your soul. Mm -hmm. Come to me. Right? I will preserve your soul. David, David, David wrote in Psalm 19 and 7, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. See, it's this word. Amen. And Jesus is the word. And so everything comes back to God. If you want your soul to be at rest, if you want your soul to be restored, if you want your soul to be protected, if you want your soul to be refreshed, yes, come to Jesus, amen. amen. That, that's the only place. Mm. That's the only place. And so, listen, we're going we're gonna to end right here, but let's just emphasize this as we go. Finding rest for our soul is one of the most important, if not the most important things that we can do. Because yes. see, you, you already answered the most important question, whom do men say that I am? When you made Jesus Lord of your life, and you answered that question by saying, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I want him to be Lord of my life, you answered the most important question. So that's done. And if you haven't answered that question yet, you can cheat off my paper because I just gave you the answer. Amen. 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 Jesus, amen, is the Christ, the son of the living God. Repeat after me. Amen. God. But if you made Jesus Lord of your life, you've answered the most important question. Yes. Now what? You got to live on this earth. Now what? Until the Lord calls you home. Now what? <laughs> yes, indeed. 
Now what? Yes. Your mind, your will, and emotions need to be regulated. Valuable, eternal, important, going to determine your success or not. Determines whether you're going to be selfish or selfless. Yes, Jesus. Hmm? And the only one who can speak to your soul, give it rest, give it replenishment, refreshment, nourishment, and regulate it is Jesus. Amen? Rest for your soul. Amen. Jesus said, if you come to him, that's exactly what you will find. Amen. And so Jesus is ready to give you rest for your soul today. Glory to God. Amen. You don't got to sign up. You don't got to go through no credit check. Amen. You don't got to fill out an application. <laughs> provide references. <laughs> this world puts us through so much stuff to get their little cheap stuff when it compares to God. God gives us the most valuable things in the world. He just say, come. <laughs> Amen. You got to fill out anything. Yeah. Yeah. You don't got to feel like anything. There's no waiting period, no waiting list, nothing. Amen. You can just come. So Jesus is ready to give you rest today. He's ready to give me rest today. He's ready to give all of us rest today. I'm just encouraging you to take him up on this offer. Amen. Go unto Jesus and find rest for your soul. Amen. Glory to God. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy name. Glory yes, to God. Father, thank we you, thank Jesus. you, God, that you have a rest for yes, the people Father, of God. Even on this side of glory, there is a rest yes. for the people of God. Jesus said if we come unto him, we'll find rest yes. for our souls. You, rest for our mind, our will, our emotions. Rest for our e imaginations and for our desires, our emotions. Rest for our soul. Yes, and Father, God. we just thank you and praise you, O oh God, that there is a rest for us. No longer do we have to run around being disquieted. No longer do we have to run around being troubled. No yes. longer do we have yes. to run around yes. being yes. anxious for anything. But God, there is a rest yes. Yes. for thank our soul. You, Truly, my soul rests in God. And so, Father, we thank you right now that in you there is rest and refreshment and replenishment and restoration glory to God yes. there's health and well-being for our soul father let us be mindful from this day forward to take more care of our souls than our body glory to God because if our soul is prospering we'll yes. be in health Thank glory you. to God amen we'll be in health even as our soul prospers yes. so, so God let us focus more on our soul that we have soul health. Yes. That our soul is at peace. Mm -hmm. That our soul is at rest. Father, we thank you that this is what we have in the loving yes, arms Father, of you. Jesus Christ. So, Father, on this day, we purpose to come unto Jesus that we may find that soul rest which belongs unto us. And I'm thanking you right now that people's lives shall be changed. I'm yes. thanking you right now, yes. glory to God, that people's lives are being changed yes. even right now. Right glory now, to God. God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, As they make that quality Thank decision you, Jesus. Yes. to get the soul rest that Jesus is promising yes. unto us all. 
Father, we bless your holy name. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. We just yes, give you so much thanks. Yes, and we give you glory. Hallelujah to the Lord our God. The almighty reigns. Yes. Glory to God. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let us find rest for our souls. Amen. We praise God. There is a rest for us. Amen. And um, mm -hmm. how many of you need that rest? Amen. That Jesus amen. has for us. So, so just go unto him and get it. Get into this word. This is the book. Amen. Mm -hmm. This book will refresh your soul. Amen. amen. Um, and Jesus is there. Arms open wide. Amen. Ready to give you the rest that you need, that I need, and we also desperately need yes. in this rush, rush, hectic, chaotic world that we live in. Amen. 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 So God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yes. And we look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you. Amen.